Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm your host, Blake Rasmussen. Uh, Co-host Steve is off this week, but that's okay because the real stars of the show are to my right. Uh, we have Melissa DeTora and Andrew Brown, both from R&D. How are you guys doing today? Great. Yeah, you're pretty excited about uh, Guilds of Ravnica? Super excited Very for excited. Guilds of Ravnica, yeah. When did you guys start working on the set? Since the beginning of... Uh, Time. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, about a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so then you must be pretty excited to share the mechanics. So what we're doing today, we're not showing any Guilds of Ravnica cards. But this is the first place you're going to get a look at the mechanics of all five guilds. And then after that, we're going to run through the guild kits. For anyone who doesn't know what the guild kits are, these are not standard legal decks that collect a bunch of cool cards from each of the guilds in Guilds of Ravnica um, across all of Ravnica, from the original Ravnica to Return to Ravnica, and including our Return to Return to Ravnica. Guilds of Ravnica. Guilds of Ravnica. Uh, so you'll be able to get, for example, a Golgari guild kit, and it'll have some cards from the new set, it'll have some cards from the original set, and you'll just play a Golgari deck against uh, the Izzet deck or the Boros deck or whatever. So we'll get to that, and then we're going to have a little fun with the pronunciation guide. Ravnica's full of words that are not necessarily easy. They don't just roll off the tongue. Not really, not really. Yeah, so Melissa's going to help us out with that. And uh, Good luck to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the stream, we'll be answering your questions. So we've got some questions from the internets already, but if you have questions along the way, put them in the chat, and then my good friend who's uh, up moderating chat will be feeding them to me, and then I'll ask them of them, and it'll be this whole symbiotic circle after they give you the answers. Uh, but let's start with the Guilds of Ravnica mechanics, and we're going to start with the only mm -hmm. returning mechanic. The only returning mechanic. What, it, what is this first mechanic, Andrew? All right, so the first returning mechanic we have, the only, only returning, mechanic, returning we mechanic we have, is going to be Convoke. So, you know, in the storyline, Ravnica is in peril right now. Everybody's questioning what's going on, and the guilds are kind of closing up within each other. So Convoke is the Selesnya guild just kind of closing its doors. We're only going to work with our Selesnya friends, only green and white Convoke allowed. Mm -hmm. So Melissa, what does Convoke do? All right, well, so as you can see on the screen, Convoke... <laughs> Uh, says your creatures can help you pay for an expensive spell by tapping a creature for one mana. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen Convoke before plenty of times. We all know how it plays. Um, and we wanted to do something a little different with Guilds of Ravnica. So there's a, like a slightly new take on Convoke. Um, instead of just like playing your creatures, tapping them, playing a giant guy, we now have a few Convoke rewards. So for example, there might be a card that says whenever you Convoke, do a thing for each time a creature convoked it, right? Sure. So, if, so if you tap four creatures, you get to do that thing four times. I, I don't know what that thing is. You'll have to <laughs> well, find you, out. You do know what that thing is. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I We're going to spend it this is, entire but... show trying not to give things away. Uh, so far, so good. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, now, this is the third time we've seen convoke, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, yes. What's, what's besides that, what's different from the last time we saw it when it was uh, in a core set? So previously in M15, Convoke was in every single color. It mm -hmm. was in blue, black, red. But here in Guilds of Ravnica, it's only the Selesnya guild which is convoking its cards. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's look at our second mechanic now, and this is the Boros mechanic. Uh, Melissa, what do we have on tab for Boros here? All right, so Boros is the aggressive guild. They're mm -hmm. all about attacking. So here we have Mentor. Uh, so Mentor means when a creature with Mentor attacks, it can give another attacking creature with lesser power, 
uh, plus one plus one counter. So it's like you're helping out your uh, your <laughs> your mentoring someone. Right. So if uh, <laughs> if a three one attacked with a two two, then the attacking two two would get a one, plus one plus one counter, making it a three three. So as I said earlier about the guilds, kind of you know sticking to themselves more. Mm -hmm. um, this is the Boros really trying to you know teach up the younger recruits, the younger soldiers, to get them into fighting strength. Mm -hmm. And it's still a very aggressive mechanic that keeps you wanting to attack and, and go, yeah. go, go. It yeah. only works when attacking, so like, mm -hmm. so if you're playing Boros, you want to attack. If you're blocking, you're probably not winning that <laughs> game. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the Demir mechanic. What do, we have, what do we have here, Andrew? So the Demir mechanic is called Surveil. Um, in our internal testing, we called it Graveyard Scribe, but essentially what it is is it's Scribe, but instead of putting the card on the bottom of your library, you can put it on your graveyard. And this is really to signify the Demir kind of looking at everybody while there's a lot of turmoil going on. So mm -hmm. you're definitely going to see the Demir spies everywhere in Guilds of Ravnica. Mm -hmm. But uh, Melissa, how does Surveil kind of synergize with other cards? All right, so Surveil is a card filtering mechanic, so it kind of like... As a Demir player, it lets you feel kind of clever. It's like, all right, let me plan out my next few turns. Also, since the card's going into your graveyard instead of on the bottom of your library, it enables some graveyard synergies mm -hmm. that you might see. Now, Andrew, before the show, we were talking a little bit about this uh, mechanic's similarity to Scry. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about why um, you, you do these mechanics and, and return mechanics like Invoke in a set like this mm -hmm. that keeps the complexity low? Right, so in... Guilds of Ravnica and most Ravnica sets, we uh, split up the guilds per set. So in Guilds of Ravnica, there are five different guilds. And given that there's five guilds, there has to be five mechanics. So generally, we want to like pare down the complexity of a mechanic so that more players can understand the entirety of the set as a whole. Because you know, there's Izzet, there's Golgari, there's Demir, there's Boros, there's Selesnya. You have mm -hmm. to remember all these mechanics. So the easier the mechanics are to understand, the more the less complexity there is as a, as a whole. Okay. Uh, so Surveil uh, works pretty well with the next two mechanics that we're going to talk about. They, they might, they might. They might. <laughs> uh, the is it mechanic, this, this one's my favorite because, of course, it is. Because it's is it. Because it is, is it. Who doesn't love is it? Everyone loves is it. I'll, I'll let you do the is it puns, it's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, then why don't we start with Melissa? What do, we, what do we have from is it? All right, so for is it, we have jumpstart. So this is a mechanic that allows you to play uh, instant sorceries with jumpstart from your graveyard by discarding a card. So it's kind of like flashback. It's you may play this card from your graveyard if you discard a card as an additional cost and the jumpstart card gets removed. So it's like, a way to cast a lot of, uh, like, a flurry of spells and, like, uh, have some really cool synergies but playing a lot of spells in one turn and stuff like that. Okay. And, and why this mechanic, Andrew? Um, well, as, as I said, you know, Ravnica's kind of in turmoil right now, and, uh, I don't know, the Izzet are just always experimenting. Yeah. That's just what they do, right? It's just all the time. That's all right. they do. Okay. And so how does this one play well with Surveil? So... You can definitely cast Jumpstart cards out of your graveyard, so when you are surveilling and look at the, looking at these cards on the top of your library, you can just put them into your graveyard as extra fuel and gas for you. Okay. Uh, so are these mostly, are these on spells? They, they aren't on creatures or anything like that, They're are only on spells. Only yeah. on spells. Okay. So they have a very spell-focused mechanic. And they can be on instants and sorceries, too. Okay. Great. Uh, and then let's look at our fifth mechanic. This is for the Golgari. Golgari fans out there, get ready. Mm -hmm. Undergrowth. Undergrowth is the Golgari. It's not really a mechanic. It's more of a keyword, right? Yeah. 
Right, yeah. So undergrowth, um, it gives you a bonus for the number of creatures you have in your graveyard. So it's the, like a scaling reward. The more creatures you have in your graveyard, the stronger your undergrowth card is. Mm -hmm. And one of the coolest things about it is how well it works with other mechanics in the set. So when you surveil, you can just dump creatures into your graveyard to fuel your undergrowth. And like even jumpstart, you cast your jumpstart card, discard your creature, and then now your, your undergrowth gets better. Okay. Yeah, and since the Golgari are always, you know, they're just counting the dead. <laughs> but especially right now in a turmoil-heavy Ravnica, the Golgari mm -hmm. are, they're, they're counting them up. They're making sure they have enough resources for the impending conflict. Yeah, and, and this mechanic's a little bit different than the others, and there's not actual rules behind undergrowth. Undergrowth is just kind of a signifier that says, count the number of creatures in your graveyard, and then you'll do something. Something awesome. That's something, that something is different yeah. depending on... Yep, that makes sense. Exactly. Okay. Uh, which of these mechanics is your favorite? Should I go first? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> I like Jumpstart. I really like the way is it plays. Uh, like, it just cares about casting spells. Mm -hmm. Like, so there are cards that might say, every time you cast a non-creature spell, do a thing, you know? So, uh, and like, this just gives you two spells. Mm -hmm. Also, it gives you something to do with your excess lands to like mitigate mana flood and stuff. Just like, I mana flooded. Oh, wait, but I have all these sweet spells in my graveyard that I can just cast mm -hmm. for value. Okay. Uh, I think I got to say my favorite mechanics surveil, just because there's no better feeling than getting a free card when you surveil and you put a jumpstart card in your graveyard, you put a creature in your graveyard for undergrowth. It's just. It so much feel, value. It feels it, really good. I like all, playing, all playing the Izzet and Demir mechanics together. Yeah. That's great. Ooh, another sweet thing is discarding a jumpstart spell to a jumpstart spell. So mm. you can jumpstart your jumpstart when you're jumpstarting. Okay. In case you like jumpstarting? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So uh, it sounds like surveil is probably the, maybe the spikiest of the mechanics. Is that yeah. accurate? Yep. Okay. Is there one that you had more fun playing with? Oh, definitely. I really love playing the green-white Convoke deck in okay. Limited the most because, you know, everybody's, you know, they're being schemey, they're jump-starting, they're doing all these these fancy things, and I'm just like, you know, everything's sideways, and here's my largest creature. Your turn. <laughs> uh, so we have a question from chat from Variant Human. Uh, with these mechanics, would it be correct to call Guilds of Ravnica a graveyard set? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so, you know. There's the Boros Guild, makes you want to have creatures in play. Convoke mm -hmm. wants you to have creatures in play. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of angles going on there. Mm -hmm. and, and it sounds like, you know, Convoke and Undergrowth just sort of both award you for, reward you for having creatures. Exactly. Eventually they end up in your graveyard, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of, it sounds like there are a lot of cool synergies between the different guilds. Yeah, one of the biggest difficulties when designing like a Ravnica set with five different guilds is making sure that they all kind of play together. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what some of the <laughs> guilds of Ravnica <laughs> mechanics do. Now, um, when you were testing Future Standard, were there any of these guilds that, you, or not these guilds, these uh, mechanics that per particularly popped for you, that you built decks around or that you paid close attention to? Yeah, so I mean, as I already said, is it is super fun. So definitely is it. And mm -hmm. I built a lot of Convoke decks as well because okay. Convoke is doing like just it's like it has a little bit more depth than previous Convoke cards that have already been printed. Okay, yeah, because I mean, Convoke has not. Uh, I, I can count uh, maybe on one hand how many Convoke cards have been tournament playable. Mm -hmm. We've got Court of Calling, of course. Court of Calling was yeah. the one that jumped out to me. Yeah, but I don't. 
Stoke the Flames. Stoke the Flames. Oh, Stoke the Flames. Was, a red was, card. Yeah, a red card. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and if you're feeling extra spicy, there's Chief Engineer, one of my favorites. <laughs> Some people did occasionally play that in tournaments, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I got another question from chat. Is Surveil always going to be one card, or will there be cards with Surveil 2 or 3, for example? Yes, there will be. Surveil, it, it can go up to any number you want. But yeah, we have tons of cards in the set with Surveil 1, Surveil 2, Surveil 3. What's the highest it goes in the set? I'm not going to reveal that number. Okay. Is, that, is it higher than 3? Wait. We can't reveal the number. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> nice try, Blake. Thanks. They're going to have to wait. Thanks. Feel self-sabotage. Good yeah. move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm testing you guys. I'm seeing if they've been paying attention. You pass. Good job. Thank you. Uh, all right. So that we will come back. If you have more questions about the mechanics, we'll come back to those questions at the end. So feel free to keep dropping them in chat. Uh, for now, we're going to move on to a little bit of a preview of the guild kits. So well, the cards we're going to show you, I want to be very clear. Very clear. Very clear. The cards we're about to show you are not going to be standard legal. So the reason for doing this is so that the guild could contain, contain all kinds of sweet cards. Exactly. Uh, cards from past Ravnica's that maybe are too powerful for some formats that are even more powerful than standard. Who knows? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, but the way we're, we thought it'd be a fun way to show you these by doing a live M files. Uh, Melissa, what's you've done some of these M files things. What what is it? M files for those. Okay, who don't know. so. M files, first of all, M stands for multiverse, which is our old card database. We don't have multiverse anymore. Now our card database is called Drake, but you know, M files was a cool enough name, so the name kind of stuck. Uh, but anyway, this is like our, it's, every magic card in existence is in this database, and uh, the cards that are currently in design, um, we go and like read the cards, make comments on them and stuff, and it's a way to communicate with set leads and people on the team of like our thoughts about the cards. Mm -hmm. This, of course, is not the only way we communicate with thoughts about the, of, of our thoughts on the cards, but it's just one of the many. Okay. So we're going to do a little live M files, and as part of it, every one of the cards that we're going to be commenting on and looking up the comments for is going to be in one of these guild kits. So let's start with maybe the most powerful card in all of the guild kits. We've certainly banded in enough formats. Enough formats. Enough formats. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at our first preview card from the Golgari guild kit, Deathrite Shaman. So uh, these were the comments. I left the names off of these to protect <laughs> the guilty or innocent. Uh, so Deathrite Shaman was for a time a 1-1 and became a 1-2. Um, Ability changes from Eric, now deals in life, loss, or gain. I guess it was maybe damage beforehand. None of us were here at that yeah, time. Yeah, we have so no, we idea have no idea what it used to do. Uh, and then an activated ability with two different targets is a little awkward. This is referring to uh, exiling target thing in a graveyard, or exiling target spell in a graveyard, and then apparently dealing two damage or target player, player loses, loses two, two life. life. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, that's why it went to each opponent. Uh, none of the comments were about this being terribly busted <laughs> in so many Well, formats. it wasn't terribly busted in standard. Mm -hmm. It was not terribly busted in standard. Uh, where, talk a little bit about where this card has seen play. <laughs> um, I played it a lot in Modern, in uh, Modern, modern Jund, because it has like a really like uh, good synergy with Fetchlands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, really? You don't say. So instead of playing a Birds of Paradise, instead you can play a 1-2 creature that can add mana early in the game, and then late in the game, it can win. Yeah. You yeah. don't even need to attack. 
So one of my favorite memories with uh, Deathrite Shaman is uh, when I tried playing Legacy for the first time, mm -hmm. and I got in a, in a Deathrite Shaman fight, mm -hmm. where, you know, it really depends on who uses their Deathrite Shaman first, mm -hmm. and I felt very unequipped for after my opponent yeah. used his Deathrite Shaman That was a flaw of the yeah. card, for sure. The, the mirrors were just not fun. Yeah, and after that I tried to cast Brainstorm and also failed at that, so that was my foray into Legacy. It didn't mm -hmm. really go very good. Okay, well... Well, we banned Deathrite Shaman from Legacy, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that anymore. You can still play it in Vintage. Uh, you can still play it in Commander, mm -hmm. Canadian Highlander, if you party that way. Um, do you party that way? I do party that way. Okay, I have right. three Canadian Highlander decks. Um, yeah, no, I enjoy that. So all right. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you can play it in these guild kits. They're all kind of built to play against each other, so this card will definitely play pretty well in that one. But let's look at the next card from the Golgari deck. Mm -hmm. uh, this one has not been banned in any formats, nope. but it was pretty powerful in its day in standard. Lotlith Troll. Remove lifelink, put back on trample, regenerate to be, add a discard outlet. That's, they clearly did a lot with this card. <laughs> this card has a ton of abilities for two mana. How right. good was this back in the day in standard? Alright, so I played a lot of this actually. Uh, one of my favorite decks in this standard was the Mulch Reanimator deck. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you just uh, get a lot of stuff in your graveyard with like Mulch and like this card is a, is a good discard outlet too. Mm -hmm. And then you play Unburial Rites mm -hmm. and reanimate like your Crater Hook Behemoth and just win that turn. Or your Thrag Tusk. Yeah, it I depends. did reanimate that sometimes. Um, it was mostly uh, Angel of Serenity is what oh, I yeah. reanimated yeah. a that lot. Was, it's just like, a pretty good one. It's like, oh, you have creatures? All right, well here's this Angel, now you have no more creatures. My, uh, my favorite thing with this card was, uh, I would always ask my opponent, so how many creatures do you have in your hand? And then I'd respond for them, oh, they probably have a lot left. Ah, <laughs> nice. He didn't run that joke by me before the stream. I might have nixed it, but it's okay. He's still staring at the camera. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our <laughs> next, uh, our next card from the Golgari deck. So we're showing off roughly three cards from every deck. Uh, so this is the third one that we're showing off from the Golgari deck. Uh, this one's more of a commander card. Savra, Queen of the Golgari. Uh, and then the comments here, Dev changes effect of second ability was each other player sacrifices a creature. First ability made optional. And then the mana cost and the power and toughness were tinkered with a bunch. Now how much, when you guys are crafting cards that you want people to play with that are cool, how often do you guys tinker just like one mana here, one power toughness here? Oh, so much right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. with the inception of the play design team, we really have a lot more playtesting resources. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely changing cards by one, taking off a toughness, adding a power. There's so many tiny knobs on cards that we really like to turn them a lot, given that we have so many resources. Mm -hmm. So when someone's doing this, when because this is just the same person commenting over and over again, dev changes mana cost from 1BG, dev changes mana cost from 2BG, mm -hmm. is that just tinkering around and seeing what works? Is there something intentional behind it? What's the story there? Uh, normally we do it kind of by committee, so we'll, you know, we'll, I'll talk with Melissa, we'll come up with a solution, we'll pitch it to whoever's leading the set, and then mm -hmm. we'll make the change, and then play test more with it and report back. Okay. I imagine that this set of changes on this card happened over a longer period of time, like, mm -hmm. like maybe it changed from, uh, like, from one BG and then a few days later, it changed to something else, and they play test more like, oh, this is a little too weak. Let's change it. Let's add, give it a toughness. Play it more. Oh, now this is a little too strong. <laughs> add a mana. That's what it looks like happened here. Yep. Okay. 
So let's uh, let's move on to at least some of our favorites. Wait, but another thing I want to mention. Oh, there's more. Okay. Yeah, we got that awesome new frame on it that it didn't have. That's true. That is the first time with the legendary frame. Very cool. And we've got that is not the last one of those we're going to show off. Not the last. It is not the last one. Spoilers. Spoilers for about. Two and a half, three minutes at least. <laughs> uh, let's look at the next card, which is in the Is It deck. I love this comment. Are we still okay with this at rare? I don't mind. <laughs> uh, so Char, where uh, Char came from somewhere. This was not the first card that looked like this. Where, yeah. where was this coming yeah, from? Yeah, so this is a color-shifted psionic blast. <laughs> And I remember like being younger and seeing Psionic Blast for the first time. Like my mind was blown, and mm -hmm. also you could only uh, so was see his. this. That was his. Yeah, actually, yeah, that, that's yeah, a really good yeah. point. Like that person's <laughs> mind was definitely blown. But like also like this card, I it, I only saw versions in like Alpha Beta or Unlimited, and mm -hmm. I was not playing Magic back then. So the only time I ever saw this deal four damage spell was on an older card. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think a card like it could ever exist again. And then I saw Char, and mm -hmm. I was like. It's Psionic Blast, and I, and I was so amazed. My favorite thing about Char is it created that awesome moment where Randy Bueller was calling the semifinals of the Pro Tour, mm -hmm. and you know him and Mike Flores were talking about where to point the Char, what to do yep. it at, and then uh, you know you just got to Char the face sometimes. Sometimes you just got to Char the face. That's the uh, if you want to look it up on YouTube, that's the Lightning Helix moment. Yep. It, Char is the less famous portion of that, but actually that was the decision that, <laughs> that mattered. That was the huge decision there. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you just gotta you gotta trust. When you're playing red spells, you just go for the face. Yeah, like, you just gotta you kill gotta, creatures. You gotta no. trust your deck. Yeah, this is not a removal spell, everyone. This is this is one fifth of your opponent's life total and one tenth of yours. Um, so did you did you do the math there? I did I, maybe. Yeah, it checks out. Okay, thank you. I don't know what I'm saying on the air half the time. Uh, <laughs> next up, <laughs> the next one is a removal spell. Sometimes it's a burn spell, but I'm counting this as a removal spell. This is one of my favorite cards. Uh, this is uh, Electrolyze. <laughs> I've played this card so many times. Uh, but Electrolyze, yeah. So the one comment is changed from shock to fire. So this describes uh, the ability changing from deal two damage to a target to mm -hmm. deal one damage and one damage. Uh, this card has seen a ton of play and yep. not just in standard. Yeah, this is one of my favorite cards in all these guild kits, like it's super sweet. I've been playing it since the beginning. Mm -hmm. Played it in block constructed, first picked it in limited all the time. Um, I love that it deals one and one damage because it's very unlikely that you're gonna miss drawing a card with it. It's like, uh, are they gonna remove their target? I'll just target them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, uh, one of my favorite decks in modern is um, the uh, Jeskai control deck. Mm -hmm. And you know that deck that plays some amount of electrolyze. It's fluctuated from two to three. Yeah, on a there. Sunday it'll be two. On Monday it'll be four. It, it's it's rarely four these days, but two three yeah. is pretty pretty common. Yeah, yeah, but there's no better feeling than getting a birds, getting a noble hierarch, and drawing a card. Yeah. How do you lose at that point? I don't know. It's impossible. I mean, this is so. Going back to my Canadian Highlander promo spot that I oh, okay. apparently am doing <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> It's a really high-powered format. I have a Grix control deck. I play Library of Alexandria in that deck and Demonic Tutor and oh, wow. all these busted cards. I also play Electrolyze. It's just that good. So uh, you can pick it up now in your not now <laughs> later in your <laughs> guild kits. Uh, let's look at the next card from the Is it deck. This guy's gonna look familiar. Oh, 
he's, he's pretty popular. Yeah, this, I've heard so him before. this is that uh, legendary frame that we were talking about. I love this commentary. I hope this is placeholder flavor text. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. This is what the creative team thinks math looks like. <laughs> I love this flavor text so much. And so does, so does the community. This is some of the most famous flavor text we've ever printed. Yeah, this card's super popular. Uh, most is it decks have uh, in Commander have this as the Commander because mm -hmm. there are just so many infinite combos with this card. Yep. Like it's a little broken with curiosity. Yeah, yeah, like a little yeah, bit, a yeah, little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. I remember when I first saw this card, and I was just like, oh my god, is curiosity just like a win and extended? But it turns out it was like not that good and extended. <laughs> yeah, there's that whole part where you have to resolve your six your mana, six mana creature, four, four. Yeah. yeah, and, and then untap with it, and then yeah. you have to resolve a spell. Hope they don't have removal. It sure, it sure looks nice on paper, though. I mean, it looks really nice on paper here. Looks nice on cardboard. It does look nice on cardboard. Very nice. Because it's got the uh, the new legendary frame, which is the first time we've done Nib Mizzet that way. And that awesome is it watermark. Yep. And you will see watermarks are going to be a feature of not only the guild kits, but also of Guilds of Ravnica. Exactly. So, spoiler alert. Not really. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to. Uh, okay. Apparently, we're getting a lot of... This is Tolsmir Wolfblood. We're getting a lot of questions in chat about, are these cards standard legal? Let me re-emphasize. None of the cards we are showing you today are standard legal. None of them. None of them. Not any of them. They're in a reprint, cool, play-against-your-friends kind of guild kit thing. Uh, they are not, however, standard legal. Think of it Much. like a dual deck. You just buy a pre-constructed deck yep. that has all these like sweet, powerful cards. Then you can play against your friends who bought a different deck. Yeah. Exactly. Series. You'll battle the Golgari deck against the Izzet deck, against the Demir deck, and you'll have a blast doing so. Let's talk about Tolsmir Wolfblood, though. Uh, so, Tolsmir is in the Celestia deck, and apparently kicks Stang's butt. Who's Stang? Oh, I know Stang. You know Stang? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I know Stang? him. He's like a really expensive red-green creature. Mm -hmm. I think he's a, maybe a five-mana 3-4 or something. Um, yeah. yeah. When he enters the battlefield, you create a token copy that is of him. Mm -hmm. And then if either one of them ever leaves the battlefield, the other one just dies. Yep. Yeah, and this one, Tolsmir, meanwhile, makes a friend. And then if the friend dies, he just, you, you just makes make another, another friend. friend. Yeah. Infinite friends. What is it like, Tolsmir? And it just so happens. He's also, I've seen some people use this as a commander because it buffs uh, your entire team mm -hmm. on both the green side and the white side. And, of course, it's got the cool new legendary frame as well. Yeah, I love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, now, the next Celestia card is a card with quite the pedigree. Mm -hmm. uh, Glare of Subduel. This was uh, apparently 2WG question mark. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's we should change it or uh, I guess based on the next comment, Dev changes mana cost from 1GW to 2GW. Thank goodness, because playing against this card in a format with Birds of Paradise, which Oof. is when it existed, yikes, would have been trouble. So what? This card was a terror in Standard. What was yeah. this card then? Um, yeah, so it was very strong in Standard. You had to just play main deck enchantment removal to beat it, really, or just play not a creature strategy. But mm -hmm. it was not the most fun card to play against. <laughs> but at was, least it was not opposition, though. I remember people main decking Seed Spark. At the time, yep. oh, especially wow. for yep. the mirror, yeah. Uh, Seed Spark, for those who don't know, was a spell, a white spell that could destroy an artifact or enchantment. And if you paid green mana as part of the four mana, uh, you'd get two sapling tokens. 
which just happen to go well with your own glare of subdual. Ooh, yeah, I would uh, I would not really enjoy a glare of subdual mirror match. No, uh, I believe that deck won worlds that year. Gazi glare was what the oh, deck was right. called. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. It used V2, V2 Gazi, Gazi, which was a land tokens. that could yep. make sapperlings, um, and then it would go all the way up to Yosei the Morning Star, actually, and sometimes sacrifice that to try to tap <laughs> down your opponent. It was. Yeah, it was not fun to play against. Oh, I bet. It was, it was, it was a bit of a thing. Uh, let's move on to another legendary creature. This one of the Boros Guild. In fact, at one point, Aurelia was the leader of the Boros Guild. I actually don't know at what point that is. Uh, but Aurelia has cool new art, cool mm -hmm. new frame. Yeah, it looks sweet. And uh, according to the comments, cool new powers. This is back when, <laughs> this is back when things were powers. Yes. So, uh, it new powers. Abilities. It yeah. had powers. It had powers. Well, its original power was when card name enters the battlefield, you may return each creature card with converted mana cost two or less in your graveyard to the battlefield. They gain haste until end of turn. That is very different than what it ended up being. The next comment is Godo texted. So that's Godo text. Uh, Godo Bandit Warlord. Godo Bandit Warlord. Right? Uh, was the one that would attack and then untap all. It was basically relentless assault, so it would give you a second attack step in that yep. turn, which is now what Aurelia does. Uh, Godo attacks you first time to eliminate infinite combos so that you can't get multiple uh, attack steps in a turn. Pesky infinite combos. Yep. Uh, and then there's this comment in here, added vigilance, moved from 5-4 to 3-4 to make it white. What do you guys make of that comment? So one of the things that we do when we're designing multicolor cards is we have to make sure that each color is represented mm -hmm. kind of in the card design itself. So I would imagine that their thinking at the time was like, oh, this could just be a mono red card. There's nothing really white about it at this point. Mm -hmm. So the 5-4 to 3-4 is to make it a little more white. Gotcha. Adding the vigilance as well. Because mm -hmm. on a mono red card, it, flying is okay on like a dragon or a phoenix or something. So they probably looked at it and was like, can we just print a dragon with this text, right? So they probably just you know made it a little smaller, added vigilance. Now it feels more like a white card. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, let's move on to another uh, uh, Boros card. And uh, Melissa, I know you've had a lot of uh, experience with this next Boros card. Oh, yeah, sure. I've Boros Reckoner. I, I do have a lot of experience with Boros Reckoner. Um, so the Pro Tour that I top-aided was Pro Tour Gatecrash, and one of the most popular decks was uh, Jeskai that mm -hmm. played four copies of this. And it was just like a value two-for-one deck, just like kind of mid-rangey. Mm -hmm. So I played against my fair share of Boros Reckoners. Um, I remember one time, I think Jerry Thompson tried to kill me by playing this card called Harvest Pyre. Mm -hmm. So uh, Harvest Pyre, it's, uh, you can exile cards from your graveyard, and for each card exiled, you can deal X damage to a creature. So you just target this creature and try and like deal a lot of damage to your opponent. But it did not work out very well because I was gaining a million life with Ragtus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's actually the comments on Boros Reckoner kind of uh, important to that. Can't wait to Blasphemous Act with this guy. A yep. yeah. lot, lot of people that's did that. 13 damage to the face. Yeah, I also enjoyed this part of the comments. Why does a creature that wants to be dealt damage gain for a strike? And the response was the threat. So your opponent has to block it with more stuff in order to kill it, in which case its controller won't first strike. How often do you guys put that? I mean, that's several levels deep on how this yeah. gameplay is going to be. How often are you guys thinking on, about that on cards like this? Yeah, normally we try to think about that with um, cards that we think we'll see play in standard because mm -hmm. we definitely want to deliver to the player playing standard who wants that high level of mastery in those deep, interesting games. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And I have another note. Ooh, more. More notes. Okay. So Boris Rucker is a hybrid card. So sure. one of our rules when designing hybrid cards is to make sure that it can either be a mono red card or a mono white card. Mm -hmm. So First Strike is one of those abilities that can port over to red and white. Okay. How So how is the... Obviously, you guys weren't around when this card was designed. <laughs> uh, but how is the damage redirection white flavored? White does damage redirection, but it doesn't usually do it to the opponent's face. So I'm not sure this uh, follows the rule of hybrid cards. Not to a T. <laughs> but it's pretty cool, so... Uh, but things see. were way different back then. We did get the question if hybrid and or split cards are returning mm -hmm. for GRN. That's a great question. That is an excellent question. That we're not going to answer. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, it's great. You'll find out. Yeah. Um, the, next the next card that we're going to look at, again, I'd like to reemphasize these cards are not legal in standard. Uh, Legion Loyalist is the next mm -hmm. Boros card. Uh, so this went through a lot of changes. Right now it's a 1-1 one, one, uh, with Battalion. It started off 4 mana to 1-1, one, one, plus wow. 2 to <laughs> plus 1 and Trample. This guy seems way over the curve. Most games he came out, 4 to 6 power, and the team tramples for 1 mana. Cut haste, added can't be blocked by tokens, gave him haste, and then cut the plus 1, plus 0 bonus. Uh, probably needs templating help, templated blah, blah, blah. So, 4 mana to 1 mana. Yeah, definitely one of the, <laughs> one of the bigger changes. Um, sometimes you'll kind of see this when we're making cart uh, in some of the M-Files comments where, you know, we're not really happy with the design and we just kind of like put our foot on the gas and don't really stop. Okay. Just to kind of see where it, where it is at the moment. How like, far you can push it? Exactly. Okay. So from reading these comments, I'm thinking that this card used to be a four mana haste card that gave itself plus one, plus zero for each creature you controlled. Just by reading the, the comments and the changes. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like it did to me. Okay. So um, when balancing a card like this, is do you already have in mind we want this to be a turn because this saw tournament play. Mm -hmm. Not it's you know it didn't see electrolyzed level of tournament play, but it saw a tournament play and still occasionally sees play in uh, modern goblins. Mm -hmm. uh, do you already have a card like this pegged as we want this to be a tournament card, and then you tweak the numbers that way, or do you start playing with it and then decide you want chicken egg kind of question, I guess. Uh, well, like I would say, uh, like years ago, yeah, that was the case. It was like here are these cards that we are targeting. At standard, like mm -hmm. like one one example of when I was here was uh, during Eldritch Moon Emrakul, face of the set. Got to make sure it's standard. Got to make sure it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But with the uh, with the play design team, uh, we kind of changed our philosophy about that. Mm -hmm. Like now we just play test decks, figure out what's fun, what looks fun, um, and then we just make the fun cards awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, if anything is not fun, like we'll make it a little not as awesome, so it doesn't show up in high level tournament play. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a philosophy shift. Um, generally, when we're starting the FFL process or testing new standard cards, we kind of put everything at the rate that we think would about show up, mm -hmm. and then from there we either go up or down based on how fun the card is to play. Okay. Uh, next, we're going to take a look at... We're only looking at one Demir card today because... They're the, secretive. They're secretive. There weren't a ton of comments. Wait, there actually wait, were which, not comments. Which guild? Demir. They're known. Everyone knows who they are. We've done the joke, Andrew. Uh, Night Vale Spectre is our next card. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was actually kind of ironic that Demir was the guild where the card, most of the cards 
that are in the guild kit. They just didn't have comments on them. Mm -hmm. Apparently, nobody wanted to admit exactly. that they were, yeah. Uh, new card, change to hybrid, change to HHH. So that means mm -hmm. hybrid, hybrid, hybrid mana cost. Uh, apparently, somebody thought it was awesome. Another person thought it was cool. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, and then now a 2-3, so it can survive a Lingering Souls better. So I'm guessing this card was a 2-2 two, two at first. Uh, and then again, at the bottom, you see 2-3 to 3-3, three, 3-3 three, three, three to 3-2, 3-2 <laughs> three, to 2-3, life is circular. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this looks a lot like, the, the last comments part looks a lot like uh, how our current <laughs> uh, dev comments look. But uh, yeah, it seems like they play tested this card a lot, and mm -hmm. those are the numbers that they kind of came to. Okay. Uh, Melissa, where did this card see play? Um, in two different decks, actually. So it's a hybrid card. It can be in a mono blue deck or a mono black deck or a blue black deck, but it was mostly in mono blue and mono black. Mm -hmm. And it really, it, it was kind of under the radar when Return of Ravnica was out. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. this, it did not see any play in that standard at all, but it wasn't until uh, Devotion became a thing in mm -hmm. Theros. Uh, so and then it was like, well, this has three pips for Devotion, so it just became a super strong three-mana card mm -hmm. for either of the Devotion decks. Yep. Yeah, so it was a standard where you'd see, like, a blue deck that randomly has a swamp and a pack rat in play for some <laughs> reason, or or a black deck that had an island and a Thassa because that's what they Ooh, hit. wow, Thassa was a... Thassa was a, a good, nice, was a good hit. Make yeah. my Desecration Demon unblockable. Yes. As if that card needed any help. Uh, we're going to look at two more cards uh, that do not have any comments with them. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any comments, but they're cool, powerful cards, and I wanted to show them to you. Uh, Abrupt Decay and Loxodon Hierarch. So these are obviously in the Golgari and the Celestine decks, and both have seen more than their fair share of play. Yeah, definitely a huge fan of Abrupt Decay. I really enjoyed the can't-be-countered cycle in uh, Return to Ravnica, and mm -hmm. most of those cards saw lots of play in many different formats. So the Selesnya version was Loxodon Smiter, the Rakdos version was Slaughter Games, mm -hmm. Abrupt Decay was the Golgari one, Azorius had Supreme Verdict, and the... The Counterspell? Oh, right. The Is It One was Counterflux. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exactly. Overload Counterspell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just missed the cut in my uh, Grixis Highlander deck, just in, missed case, the cut. in case you were wondering. Okay. Yeah, I was. I know everyone out there was eagerly anticipating updates right. on that deck. Are you writing updates for your deck? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are later. So uh, there was a conversation on Twitter about what decks Wizards of the Coast people play. Mm -hmm. And um, we had some great suggestions from some Twitter people to put together an article on our, basically Wizards of the Coast's favorite decks. And you guys both submitted decks. Mm -hmm. um, I got yours uh, just before the show. Yeah, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, right? 20 minutes ago. Uh, I put mine in there. We've got others from Aaron Forsyth and a couple other people. Cool. It'll be a fun article. I have no idea when it's going up yet, but we're working on it. So, uh, so those are all the previews we have for the guild kits. Uh, let me reemphasize... None of those cards are standard legal. None of them. None of them are standard legal. Um, next up, we have our pronunciation guide. Lovely. Ooh. This is fun. Uh, so, <laughs> Guilds of Ravnica has a lot of words that are not necessarily, they don't just roll off the tongue. Mm -mm. They're not, mm -hmm. they don't just, you know, it's not birds of paradise. It's, is it, or... Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, are, we had, we had to get that one earlier. at least. But I can't Yeah, but help we're going to keep doing it. It just it rolls off the tongue. Anyway, right. so we're going to throw some words up on the screen from Guilds of Ravnica and uh, old Ravnica sets. Andrew and I are going to try to pronounce them. Try. Melissa knows the actual answer. 
And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Thank you so much to Matt Tavak for telling me all the answers because <laughs> mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't sure on some of them. Yep. Uh, and again, keep putting your questions in chat. We are going to answer them after this segment. First one, I, I got this one, Boros. That's easy. You, you nailed it. Thanks. Yep. How'd we do? A plus. All right. Great. All right. Next up, we're going to do the guilds first. What do we got next? Golgari. Yeah. That we're sounds really about right to game. me, Golgari. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. I should be the Alex Trebek replacement. You should be. We'll, we'll write to somebody about that. Sounds good. Uh, is it pronounced, is it? Is it? Good. It is pronounced, is Okay, it? great. Wonderful. You know, I, I apologize. Normally when I like to say a pun, I, I just do it once, and then I deadpan, and then, and you then it's over. And then stare at the camera. And then it's over, right? No, Melissa and I are from the uh, Beat a Dead Horse uh, <laughs> okay. school of comedy. Also, is that even true? Like, you're always going around saying which member, oh. <laughs> which figure, which spell, you know? That, that happens all the time. It's dismember, dispel, and... Disfigure? Which Daneful Wait, Stroke? Dis, dis, Disdainful dis Stroke. Disdainful Stroke, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to the weekly MTG Comedy Hour. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what do we have next to pronounce? Another guild. Uh, Andrew, you can take this one. Selesnia. You did it. Yeah, nice. so this is like a, it's like a Z sound on that second S. Yeah, Seles a, little, a little bit of a soft Selesnia. Z. Selesnia. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, I, I don't see anything. Like I don't... What, what is that? God, we're, oh, where are we they? are not funny people. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, Demir. 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 Demir is yeah. correct. Okay, cool. All right, so those are the guilds that we're going to cover on this one. We're not going to cover the, uh, the other five guilds. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, do another pronunciation. Wait three show. months. Yeah. Uh, what do we have next here? This Andrew. one's you. This one's you. Me? Yeah. Uh, Amara. 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 Cool. Legendary character. Mm -hmm. He uh, had a card. Had a card. Had a card. Yep. Guild leader I mean, still has or a card. just person? Uh, famous, 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 famous friend of Jace. Yeah. yeah, good friend I'll of Jace. I'll take famous Ravnikans for 200, Blake. Yeah. Amara. <laughs> All right. Who do we have next? This is actually a character we've talked about already. Aurelia. Yeah. Aurelia. 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 A Boros Angel. Mm -hmm. uh, next up is... Lazav. 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 Lazav is correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're too good at this game. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this, this, one, this, this one's, one's tough. This one's gonna, okay. this is a doozy. Um, I like the quick way, Tajik. Tajik. Tajik? Tajik, cool. It's not Tajik? It's not Tajik, no. Tajik. Tajik. Just, mm -hmm. just right. say it like how you read it. Gotcha. Okay. Next up. You said uh, this one already. No, we know it, him. Nimizit. Nimizit. He's Nimizit. our favorite infinite like cheating, combo yeah. dragon. He is yeah. our favorite infinite combo dragon. Curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up. Ooh, that's on you. Isperia. Yep, you is got it. Isperia? Mm -hmm. Isperia? Isperia. Okay. Short, short eye. Isperia. Big Sphinx, head of the Azorius. Yep. Likes. Was? Is he still? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It keeps changing. It does. Uh, next up, we have Mormir Vig. Mormir Vig? No, 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 no. Mormir Vig. It's Mormir Vig. So do you not? You're getting do you, tricked. Do you not? Do you not? Oh wait, is that just mis is it just misspelled? Yeah, I think that was intentional, Blake. Are you trying to sabotage me again? <laughs> this is. I don't even know how to spell it. Self sabotage. That's on me. Mystery. I wrote these. Yep. I, yeah. I'm screwing with you, except I said it. 
<laughs> One of my favorite formats, by the way. Cares, cares a lot about basic lands. I don't yep. think the actual card cares, cares about nothing about basic, basic lands. Land. I think like we both care about creatures. Yeah, yeah like yeah, did yeah. it search for a land? I want to say it searched, searched for creatures. Creatures. It searched for yeah. creatures. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. favorite so thing to do. So it doesn't care about basic lands at all, then. Nope. In Momir, is you play a one drop and just yell "Birds of Paradise," and then you don't get it, and then you pass. You never get birds. Yeah, you of never paradise. get birds. Well, what do you get instead usually? Oh, I got, I've got an Ication Money Changer. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good one. No. no. Yeah. Anyway. A lot of the ones ain't great. What What's next? This next one. This next one always trips me up. Domri Raid. Is it Raid and not Roddy? Yeah, it's Domri Raid. This is raid. the one that I wasn't sure of because okay. I've heard Domri, I've heard Domri, I've heard Rod, Raid, Rod A, but mm -hmm. oh, nope, Domri Raid. That's it. Domri Raid. Easy peasy. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, let's see what we got next. Our elephant friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Andrew, you got this. Loxodon. Mm-hmm. Loxodon. Yeah. You can pack Derm a lot of stuff in. Wow, that was a stretch. <laughs> that was that was a stretch. Not my finest work. <laughs> All right, this next one. Uh, so these are the insect folks that are part of the Golgari. The crawl? Crawl. Crawl, crawl. like you're crawling on your hands and yeah. knees? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Crawl. All right, all right. I get it. It's kind of like crawling on your hands. Maybe that's They're why insects. they named it that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, okay. I buy it. I buy it. Next up, we have the the rubble belt. Rubble belt. Yep. Rubble belt. Easy peasy, rubble yeah. belt. Mm -hmm. Say it three times Just fast. Just two words. Rubble belt, rubble belt, rubble belt, rubble belt. Okay, that was four. That was pretty good. Uh, the rubble belt is, uh, it's where... It's some, on uh, the outskirts of Ravnica. It's yeah. where the gruel stomp on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that yeah, sounds about okay. right. Okay, this is, this is tough. This next one's a tough one. Uh, oh, not that one. This one, I think I can do. Mizium. 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 Part of my favorite mortars. Mm -hmm. Great <laughs> Part of my favorite skin care product. <laughs> Next up, this is the one I always trip over. Karazda? Karazda. 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 Okay. Karazda. I believe right. it is a place in the Undercity. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Uh, well, I am quoting, we're recording this. There are uh, Golgari cards in the past that have had this name in front, like the mm -hmm. Karazda Guild Mage, right? Mm -hmm. So, right. So, Golgari related thing? Yeah. Sure. Uh, next up, and our last word for the day Nivix. 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 This might, I think this is also a place. It's also a place, I think. Yeah, it is, because there was a land. There was a oh, land right, 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 with right, right, right. Nivix in it. Airy yep. to the fire mine. Yes. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is it for today's pronunciation guide. Good job, Blake. Uh, I, thank you too. It well was done. not well as done, hard yeah. as I thought it would be. No, no, we're we've been doing this for a while. Uh, let's move on to the Q and A. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions, both from before the show and uh, from the Twitch channel right now. We've got about ten minutes, so keep throwing them in chat. Uh, my good friend will keep sending them to me, and I'll keep giving them to them. He'll keep giving you answers, and the circle will continue. So let's see. Um, how will multiple mentor triggers work? Okay, so let's say that you have a five power creature mm -hmm. and a four power creature, mm -hmm. and they both have mentor. So when you go to target, you have to target each one with, uh, like, it has to be a legal target, and it also has to, the target has to remain legal once it resolves. Okay. That is completely accurate. Okay, so if you say had a five-five with mentor and a four-four with mentor, and a three-three, and you attacked, you'd have to stack the triggers in a way that the 
Yeah. Four fours yeah. mentor so resolved first. The five mentors onto the four, and the four mentors onto yeah. the three. But, but sure. let's say that, for example, you target the three three with both of the triggers, right? Yep. Um, and then the five five resolves first, makes it a four four. Well, now the four four and the other four four, it's no longer true. It's no longer uh, bigger. Gotcha. So it will not, uh, the counter will not go on the creature. So it checks on targeting and resolution. Okay. Good question. Uh, will the Golgari mechanic, that's uh, undergrowth, mm -hmm. uh, only buff creature stats, or will it do other things, like draw cards, or It'll do tons of different things. Okay. No one thing. No one thing. Okay. Uh, next question from Montagnon. Nice name. Uh, does Ravnica strongly, and I, I'm assuming they're referring to this Ravnica, uh, strongly encourage players to stick to two-color decks rather than three-color combinations? Well, I mean, that's giving a little away, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, so, so here's, here's an answer. Um, like, as you can see from, like, what we were talking about with the mechanics, a lot of the mechanics play really nicely with one another. Mm -hmm. Like, Demir fuels Necrobloom. It fuels um, the Izzet mechanic. Uh, Undergrowth and Convoke kind of just require you to have a ton of creatures in your yep, deck. Yeah, like Boros wants you to have little creatures so you can exactly. mentor onto them. The Selesnya creatures are like naturally little because you play them early and Convoke later. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's very likely that you'll be playing more than just the five guilds. Mm -hmm. And I and another thing actually is uh, like if you have a normal draft format, there are ten color pairs mm -hmm. for eight players in the draft pod. But here there are only five. So um, if you think about like having eight players fight over five color pairs, it does, just doesn't sound very interesting. So like you're going to want to naturally just branch out into like more colors so you have more Golgari options. Golgari splashing Celestia kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, from Lord of Ironforge, with the guild kits coming out, did you make sure new guild mechanics worked well with older cards from the same guild? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't personally like build or play test the decks, but I know that the, the team did make sure that all the mechanics did work nicely with each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'd imagine Dredge works pretty well with Undergrowth. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, this is from Das Stolen Goods. Does Jumpstart have an alternate casting cost from the graveyard like Flashback, or is it more like Retrace? Uh, you are casting the spell, but mm -hmm. you're casting with Retrace also, so... Um, it's the ca he's asking is it the casting cost or is it you it, it's the same casting cost yeah. as the upfront side okay so if a spell costs three in a red it just you just discard a card and you play three in a red exactly there's no alternate no jump alternate cost. Yep. Okay. okay other hoops to jump through okay uh, can you surveil targeting any player or just yourself only you can surveil okay so you're just think you're of just it like scry which only you are doing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, except instead of cards going on the bottom, they're going in the graveyard. Works okay. the exact same way, rules-wise. Okay. Uh, and then we had a question on Twitter from D. Lung. See, this is, I can't pronounce these. I can pronounce all the Ravnica words, but Twitter handles, not yeah, so they're, much. They're really tough. Uh, which guild do you identify with the most? Let's, let's do this in two parts, as, as a player or as a person. Okay, sure. Uh, so as a person, I would say, is it? Because I like to innovate mm -hmm. on things, um, <laughs> I guess. As a player, oh man, I like so many guilds. I really like is it. Um, I also really like the way that Orzhov plays, mm -hmm. uh, like sacrificing creatures for value and stuff like that. It's too hard. I just love magic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Andrew, what about you? Um, definitely as a player, I really love uh, Demir, just the blue and black cards. I really mm -hmm. like having a lot of agency in games and just kind of the more spiky gameplay. That's definitely what I gravitate to as a player, mm -hmm. but not necessarily as a designer. Okay. Um, but, you know, as a person, I think very gravitate towards the Boros. You know, it's all about what the law should be, mm -hmm. and we all follow that. And justice. I would say for myself, I'm going to go Azorius on both. Okay. I like following the rules and making sure my opponent can't do anything. I'm really fun to play oh, Magic with. Up. I'm super fun to play Magic <laughs> yeah. with. Grand the Arbiter, Augustine. You're, you're so on time to every single meeting. I am. It makes so I'm much always sense. the first person in the room, yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, I know you guys can't answer this, but I'm going to throw it up there. Are Shocklands in this set? We can't answer that. No, you can't answer that. Thank you for your question. Wait. <laughs> um, so this is a question. This one's from Vengeance Author. That's cool. On Twitter. Uh, this one's for me, actually. Will we be getting an extra long spoiler season, or will it die off after this weekend until the normal time frame? I'm going to lay it all out for you. Here's how preview season's going to work. Uh, we are going to have preview cards this weekend at PAX. I was a little coy in the announcement article, but they are going to be preview cards at the PAX panel. So let me make sure I have the time and everything. If you're in town for PAX and you have the time, Saturday night, uh, evening, 6.30 p.m. Uh, in Sasquatch Theater. So if you're at PAX, you'll be able to find Sasquatch Theater. Um, we will have a panel. Uh, you're going to be on it. I'll be on the panel. Yay. So come see more terrible puns at the panel. Uh, and I mean also sweet puns. Ravnica cards. And also sweet, sweet Ravnica, Ravnica cards. So we will be previewing <laughs> mainly puns. Come for the puns, stay for the preview cards. Uh, so we'll be previewing a bunch of cards there. If you cannot make it to PAX, which is probably most people on the planet because it's, you know, uh, we will just follow at wizards, ma wizards underscore magic on Twitter, and we will be live tweeting the entire panel, including preview cards. Mm -hmm. And there that... Uh, and no, I'm going to stop being coy. There will also be a couple preview cards just on Twitter from at Wizards Magic yep. uh, over the course of the weekend. After that, um, we are not publishing anything on our website on Monday. On Tuesday, we'll be showing off all the promo cards from the set, uh, which may or may not overlap with a lot of stuff from PAX Weekend. Mm -hmm. So if you miss PAX Weekend and you tune into Daily MTG on Tuesday, you'll mostly be able to catch up. Uh, after that, um, there will be one other sort of preview in there um, coming from a member of our community. Uh, Mike Linneman is going to be previewing, uh, previewing some cool art uh, between or, or working with people to preview some art uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, and then things are on pause until we hit September 10th. So the September 10th is the full-on kickoff of... Previews. We'll have them on Daily MTG. We'll have them at a bunch of third-party outlets. Uh, they'll be on social media. They'll be on websites. They'll be on streams. We're going to have a lot of people streaming this preview season uh, and revealing cards that way from around the world. Uh, and then preview season will go up through the following Wednesday, the 19th, which is when the full card image gallery will be available. Uh, and that's the same day that we will actually have the Loading Ready Run pre-release. -pre so you'll get to see the set in action on the 19th as well. Exciting. So, yeah. So that is what the entire season looks like. Uh, we have another question uh, from 
Smallville Buffy. Mm -hmm. uh, will the Urza lands be in the block? No. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. From Flavors Flavorical? Flavorical on Twitter. Uh, now that we know the new returning ratio for mechanics in Guilds to Ravnica, which is one returning for new, is it safe to assume Ravnica Allegiance mechanics will have a similar ratio? It's never safe to assume anything. <laughs> anything could happen. Mm -hmm. In other words, none your business. Just, just, we'll, just, we'll, wait. We'll, just wait. Just wait. It's Patience. only three months. Patience. Yeah. Not that much time. Uh, Campaigner80 asks, uh, will drafting the other five color combos be feasible or should one stay away from them? I would definitely recommend staying away from them, given the amount of gold cards in the regular guilds of that set. So drafting a red-green deck in Guilds of Ravnica going to be a little tough. Uh, Liam MTG asks, what are the challenges of doing five guilds in one set? We'll take that one. He had two questions. We'll take that one first. What are the challenges of doing five guilds in one set? Um, so uh, as I was saying earlier about the... Uh, the eight players in the draft and the ten color pairs, I think one of the challenges is limited uh, because it's like if there's only five guilds, eight players are going to be fighting mm -hmm. over five different decks. So we had to make sure that there are enough decks to go around for the eight players and like and even more than eight because mm -hmm. we want to have a lot of depth and limited. So like that's why it was really important for us to make sure that the mechanics like played with each other nicely. And like you'll also see like I mean, most limited formats have this, but like build arounds that could go in either in any guild, right? So like, for example, a black build around that could go in Golgari or Demir and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and then they asked again, what's your favorite deck to draft in Limited? Five color control. Okay. <laughs> I have so many favorites, like... Uh, Is it? Um, that well, was a statement, not a question. Well, my favorite draft format was triple block original Ravnica. Like, mm. I really like multicolored draft formats mm -hmm. because you can just draft sweet lands and mana fixing and just take all the bomb rares. Mm -hmm. That was what I liked about it like, when I first started drafting. But like, I just like all the options you have when it's a multicolored format. Definitely. Sure. You're always learning something new. Uh, and the final question we have, and I just noticed the Twitter handle on this one. I enjoyed this question, but I didn't realize. So it's from at Meowsalot. Okay. That's the Twitter nice. handle. Uh, okay. Obligatory, are there any cats? Wow. Is, uh... <laughs> Great name. So <laughs> we're not going to tell you the answer to that, but I will share a story. We were going over the PAX panel yesterday, yep. and we were looking at some art, and someone in the back piped in and was like, uh, should we zoom in on that cat? Everyone was like, everyone looked around and said, what, what cat are you talking about? And they zoomed in way up in the upper right-hand corner. Of course corner, there's a cat in there. And there was just a, there was a boy fishing and a cat next to him. Yeah. And it was, it, it tied into the art, but it was a little random. And we were, oh, okay. So, so now, there's at least one cat in the art. So now we'll you guys that. have to figure out, what is this card? Where is <laughs> what, the cat? What is the card with the boy fishing <laughs> with a cat way in the background? Good luck on that. All right, we are out of time. Um, thank you. Uh, Andrew and Melissa for joining us and spilling some of the secrets from Guilds of Ravnica and keeping the rest of yourselves. Uh, after this, we've got uh, Kenji Igashira coming up to play some MTG Arena. Uh, make sure that you're following at 
wizards underscore magic uh, this weekend, especially if you aren't able to make the PAX panel to get all of the previews and all of the news that's going to be coming out of that panel, uh, or just because, you know, we're good people and uh, it's nice to chat with us sometimes. Uh, if you want to catch up on Weekly MTG, this show here, past shows, future shows, uh, we're on both YouTube and iTunes. And uh, we're going to be back next week uh, for an announcement that I'm not going to talk about right now. Uh, it'll be a big show, but uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not ready. An announcement of the announcement. Announcement of the announcement. It's what we do. We're mm -hmm. Wizards of the Coast. We let you know when we're going to let you know about letting you know stuff. Uh, so stick around for Kenji Igashira. And uh, we'll see you on the internet. Thanks, everyone.